COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC sativa pod you can find and subscribe to our podcast on spotify itunes anchor.fm overcast radio republic TuneIn, stitcher iHeartRadio, and the google play music store please rate and review us on itunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs if you like what we are doing please become a patreon supporter of the podcast and support us supporting us helps Helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And a special thanks goes out to our current Patreons and supporters. Shout out to our friends of the show, Reefer Revolution, for supporting the podcast. Shout out also to Joey One Love 420, also a friend of the show and contributor of, of the show uh, and founder and frontman of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy y'all, Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So um, for today's episode, I figured I'd try to sort of shake things up a little bit. Um, so for so so for patreons you're going to get you're going to get a video perk that the general public isn't going to get um this video will only be for the patreons for the patreon feed um for the one dollar and above tier um if you're listening to the podcast version of this um for just one dollar a month you can get um bonus episodes you can get um early episodes you get um you get um interviews you get you know just general episodes that i put out um you know hours even days early if you join for just one dollar a month and then you get um you get many uh, archived episodes you get many pre of the previous backlog of episodes ad free as well too but at the five dollar and above tier, our our uh, flagship tier 
of, of, of support. You get an ever expanding backlog of previous episodes ad free. So far, we have over 300 episodes that have been included, um, in the, in the archive. Um, we've done oh, close to 700. Um, this, this archive of, of, back catalog episodes is is con- continually expanding and eventually all the episodes we've ever done are going to be uploaded but there's going to be we're going to continue to expand that and you're going to continue to have access to ad free um, episodes the five dollar and above tier you also get early episodes so you get it li- like the one dollar tier you get it before these episodes drop for the general public ad free and um, another thing that you also get is uh, bonus videos like the one we're putting out now. So again, we can be f- we can I can be found on on all the platforms you would find podcasts such as Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, Radio Public, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, uh, Podcast Addict. Uh, tune in and other ones like it and I can be found on the Twitter at IC Sativa Pod uh, I can be found on Instagram at I am Sativa and once again the Patreon that link for Patreon is http colon slash slash bit dot ly slash 2nj mshn and that's where you can find our Patreon and you can join for just $1 a month and get a bunch of perks. All right. So I've been saying increasingly on this podcast that local politics is going to be the way forward for a lot of areas. Um, you know, like, like I've said previously, there are a lot of states that do not have state, um, binding, um, statewide ballot initiatives and, because of that, a lot of states, um, shout out to all this, shout out to everywhere that listens to my podcast in, in this great country. Um, 48 states and counting, including DC and Puerto Rico, um, in, in Guam and, um, I want to say the Marina Islands as well, too. So most, most of America is listening to what we're putting down and, um, you know, we have a responsibility to make cannabis accessible in all the states and all the territories in this country. It's not just enough that I have it in my legal state of Massachusetts. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be content. I'm not going to sleep happy until it's, until everyone in the United States has the same rights I have. So, all right. So we're going to read this. Um, you know, this is going to tie into what I'm talking about. Um, you know, um, there's so much power you have on a city and municipal level. Like even in a legal state like mine, um, just voting yes isn't enough. Like I've mentioned, um, you still have to make sure that you vote on a, on a local and municipal level for your city council people, because they're going to determine whether or not a dispensary can open up in your town. And, um, if all, if, if your town voted against it and all the city council people are against cannabis, guess what? You're not going to have a adult use dispensary in your town, even though your whole state voted yes. But, um, again, a lot of states, you don't even have ballot measures and you can't even get simple things like decriminalizing, uh, possession of small amounts of marijuana. You can't even get that reform through in a lot of states because of lack of ballot 
initiatives. You can't even get medical passed in a lot of states. Um, I have a lot of listeners that are in that sort of predicament. But um, before California legalized medical in 96, um, medical marijuana was legalized on a municipal level um, in San Francisco. I want to say in 1991. So, you know, I was two years old when they did this, but... You're going to see why this ties to what I'm going to talk about or what the marquee topic of this episode will be. So let's let's read this whole thing. It's not it's not a lot of text. Proposition P, November 1991, San Francisco ballot initiative. So this was this was for the city of San Francisco. So this was a municipal ballot initiative. Um, Wasn't wasn't statewide. The people of the city and county of San Francisco recommend that the state of California and the California Medical Association restores hemp hemp restore hemp medical preparations to the list of available medicines in California. Licensed physicians shall not be penalized or restricted from prescribing hemp preparations for medical purposes. The term hemp medical preparation means all products made from hemp, cannabis, or marijuana in all forms that have been designed and intended to be used for human consumption, for the treatment of any disease, the relief of pain, or any healing purpose, including the relief of asthma, glaucoma, arthritis, anorexia, migraine, multiple sclerosis, epilepsy, nausea, stress, and the use of anti and the use of as an antibiotic or anti-emic or for any healing agent or as adjunct to any medical procedure for the treatment of cancer hiv infection or herbal treatment i like everything about those those like two paragraphs those two big paragraphs because that includes pretty much any condition as as the text notes you know it's not just it's not a narrow list of just three conditions like epilepsy or cancer or or aids and then everyone else can kick rocks it's for any sort of debilitating condition let me read the specific text which highlights this okay so let me read this paragraph again look with me one sec all right so this is what i'll reread again the term hemp medical preparations means all products made from hemp cannabis or marijuana in all forms that are designed and intended or used for human consumption for the treatment of any disease so so the the treatment of any disease and the relief of pain or for any healing purpose yeah i mean i don't have to read that whole paragraph to sort of drive home the point that um the activists you know the great dennis perron who sort of pushed for medical marijuana including this proposition to 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 exist um again he's like one of the grandfathers of medical marijuana um you know the 
the sort of cliff notes version of his of his story for error as i remember it um so he, he he was a gay man who advocated for the use of medical marijuana and the availability of medical marijuana to treat you know illnesses like aids like hiv and m- many other illnesses and he advocated for these medical marijuana laws to not only be inclusive of, her, of of many different diseases, if not all of them, or if not all debilitating illnesses. He also advocated for compassion, compassion within these medical marijuana laws. So it's not enough that anyone for any condition a doctor saw fit could recommend medical marijuana it also had to be affordable for people you know because you know people having debilitating illnesses like aids hiv a lot of times they're not able to work because they're 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 very debilitatingly sick so he pushed for affordability too he pushed for compassion programs like in 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 California before prop 64 became legal um, four years ago they used to be sort of compassion programs so dispensaries were able to give away sort and were incentivized to give away small amounts of cannabis to sick to sick low-income people um, so this these these people were often vets they were people you know on on subsidized housing or you know or on other sort of um social safety nets you know they were debilitating people that you know had terminal illnesses and had no means of affording cannabis and were able through various different dispensaries to get free sort of grams of cannabis free sort of pre-rolls free eighths on occasion you know, and Dennis Perone was a huge, huge pusher of this as in addition to this proposition and um, Prop 215, obviously, 96. Okay, resolution 141-92, adopted by the Board of Supervisors, San Francisco, August 28, 1992. Excuse me. Eyes, Supervisor... Atchenberg, Alanio, Conroy, Gonzalez, Hillman, I'm sorry, Heiz, Kennedy, Mid, I can't really, my my eyesight is like going to crap these days, excuse me, Migden and Shelley, absent, Britt and Marr, file number 285-92, Slash, I want to see, is that a one or a two? One. All right, I'm going to make the text bigger because my eyesight is going bad. All right. Okay, so here's the text. Amendment of whole. Two. Okay, so this was written... 8-24-1992, Marijuana for Medicine, urging the mayor to urge the police commission and the district attorney to make the lowest priority the arrest and prosecution of those involved in the possession and cultivation of for personal use of marijuana for medical purpose, medicinal purposes, and for the district attorney to allow a letter from a treating physician to be used as prima facie 
seven, the evidence that marijuana can alleviate the pain and suffering that patients that patient's medical condition and instructing the city's representatives in Sacramento lobby the state legislature and the California Medical Association for a state medical marijuana bill for the 1992-1993 legislative session. Whereas in November 1991, the voters of San Francisco passed Proposition P by an overwhelming 80% of the vote. And whereas Proposition P made it city policy to recommend that the state of California and the California Medical Association restore hemp medical preparations to the list of available medicines, whereas Proposition P defined hemp medical preparations as all products from hemp, cannabis, or marijuana that are intended for the treatment of disease, the relief of pain for any healing purpose and whereas medical purposes for the purpose of this resolution would include but not be limited to emphasis would include but not be limited to and let me read that other part again where they say it could be treated for any medical condition that the doctor sees fit Okay, so section 19, whereas Proposition P defined hemp medicinal preparations as all products made from hemp, cannabis, or marijuana that are intended for the treatment of disease, the relief of pain, or for any healing purpose. And whereas medical purposes for the purpose of this resolution would include but not be limited to the treatment of AIDS, glaucoma, cancer, multiple sclerosis, other diseases which require chemotherapy, as well as any other serious illnesses and Whereas the federal agencies have refused to recognize marijuana's important role in medical therapy, continue to maintain legal prohibition against marijuana's prescriptive medical use, and recently canceled the nation's federal marijuana as medicine program. And so I believe that was like the program where there was like where the federal government would mail like a bunch of pre-roll joints to like, I, I don't remember the amount of people, but those there were a couple of people that would, I think there are still like one or two people that get these joints that are still alive from the, in the federal government. But they suspended this program, I think in like the eighties or like the early nineties or whatever. I think that's what, I think that's what's being referred to here. Um, maybe I'll link to that in the description. I don't know. I'll link to a video about that, but I think that's what they're referring to. Whereas the, whereas the federal policies unnecessarily expose the people of San Francisco to suffering and unrelieved pain and prevent physicians in San Francisco from exercising their professional judgment, whereas the Board of Supervisors has received extensive and unambiguous testimony in open hearings from highly respected San Francisco physicians, from nursing organizations, from others in 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 the medical community who accept ma marijuana has legitimate has a legitimate role to play in the medical treatment of persons af af affected with the above 
with the above-mentioned ailments, whereas the Board of Supervisors has received extensive and compelling testimony from many citizens affected with the above-mentioned ailments and other serious illnesses as patients attest to marijuana's legitimate role in medical therapy and whereas while opposing the recreational use of marijuana the california medical association at its march 1992 convention endorsed the belief that therapeutic use of marijuana under the direction of a physician may be appropriate for certain conditions now and therefore be it and then 25 has like a bunch of slashes and then supervisor excuse me my supervisor i can't really see that sorry halen or halen and then page three one resolved that the board of supervisors er, supervisors urged the mayor to urge the police commission and the district attorney of the city and county of San Francisco to make the lowest priority the arrest or pro prosecution of those involved in the possession or cultivation of hemp or medical purposes and be it further resolved that the board of supervisors urges the mayor to urge the district attorney to allow a letter from a treating physician to be used as prima facie evidence that marijuana can alleviate pain and suffering of the patient's medical condition and be it 11 section 11 further resolved that the respective that the representative of the city and county of San Francisco and Sacramento lobby for California, lobby the California legislature and the California Medical Association for a state medical marijuana bill for the 1991-1992 legislative session. And then 15 through 24 have like two or three slashes. And then supervisor... We can see that again. Hillman, page three. All right. So that's the full text of the of 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 um proposition P and what local officials and what the activist community, including the great late Dennis Perone of California, were able to do. They were able to basically legalize medical marijuana on a municipal level about five or so years before it was legalized statewide through ballot measure. So the city of San Francisco, you were able to, you know, you were able to get a medical cert medical letter from your, or as I understand it, as this text is telling you, as, as I'm interpreting it, you're able to get a letter on a local level from a doctor in San Francisco. And then you were able to go to these compassion clubs you're able to go to these sort of you know rudimentary dispensaries or whatever or you're able to just grow your own for medical purposes for any reason a doctor saw fit and they didn't need to they didn't need to involve the entire state in doing it so when the state lawmakers were not passing bills to make medical legal they were doing it on a city level and then within that city level um, measure, 
they were still urging their state lawmakers to act on medical marijuana legislation and to make it legal, you know, statewide. So they were, so the people of San Francisco were controlling what they can control. They're like, all right, our state lawmakers are not moving on medical marijuana. They're not moving on making this legal. They're not moving on making this accessible and affordable for the people that need it. Um, for any condition that a doctor or nurse or nurse practitioner saw fit. Um, they're not moving on this on a state level. So guess what we're going to do in San Francisco? We're going to make it legal on a city level. We're going to allow, you know, dispensaries or whatever, or whatever to exist on a city level. We're going to allow people to grow their own on a city level. And we're going to shield them from arrest while still urging the Medical Association of California to to push in favor of it and still urging the lawmakers of California to make it legal on a state level. But while while leaders on a state level refuse to act, we are going to act on a city level. And this brings me to today's episode. Excuse me. So this sort of brings me to today's episode. Um, so there are a number of things we can do now. Um, all right, is that better? See me now? All right. Yeah, so there's a number of things that we can do on a city level in many of these states. Um, in a lot of red states, in a lot of Midwest states, in a lot of states around the country, you don't have ballot measures. And because the conservatives control the governorship, they control the state legislature, they control both chambers of the state legislature, you know, they control um, the, the, the state courts as well, too. So in a lot of states, the GOP has a trifecta. And because they because they for, um, you know, because a lot of especially conservative lawmakers and some Democratic lawmakers, even in blue states, a lot of these lawmakers are bought off by the by by the cops to continue keeping it illegal so they can continue to harass minorities they can continue to give tickets they can continue to profile they can continue to keep the money train of lucrative overtime going um they can continue to be tough on crime they can continue to keep cannabis out of their state because they don't want the races mixing they don't want they don't want to change the quote-unquote character of the state or whatever other xenophobic reason they put out. Um, a lot of states, you don't have ballot measures because that's, you know, that's just what the laws in that state, um, that's just the way the laws of that state are. They don't have ballot measures. So, you know, you're having to put through medical marijuana you're having to convince otherwise hostile legislatures, le- legislators who hold a plan contempt, haven't done it since their college days, since the 1970s or 1980s, you know, and since becoming a politician, haven't touched it since. And every other politician friend that they have, you know, they're the same way. They just drink alcohol. You know, they have a kid. They have kids. They have grandkids, whatever. And, um, you know, this, these are the caliber of people we have making laws for us. But, um, I mean, outside of Tennessee, which I'm, cause I mean, I remember like, I want to say 2017, 
both Memphis and Nashville made, they decriminalized cannabis on a city level. But then the state, then the state, um, the state, the, the governor, Bill Haslam or whatever, the name, whatever the heck his name, I think that's his name, that then governor signed a law nullifying those cities taking local control like San Francisco did. They signed a law nullifying that and saying that it's illegal for cities to act on their own. Yet you'll have many of these other states that will propose to that they will say, okay, our city, if, if, if gun control were to become state law or were to become federal law, our cities are going to be sanctuary cities where you can, where you can open carry, where you can, we're, we're not going to restrict guns in any way, shape or form. Our city, we're going to provide um, affirmative defense and immunity to, 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 to gun control measures that a, that the state might pass or that the federal government might pass. I'm not saying that's a right or a wrong thing. I'm pro-gun, so I'm, I lean towards it being a right thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, with laws like that, a lot of state governments that are against the they're against cannabis, they they fall back and they allow stuff like that to happen. But with cannabis, like like we saw in Tennessee a couple of years ago. That wasn't allowed to happen. But um, recently, with, with in Texas, you know, on a local level, Texas is having better luck get getting cannabis reform way more than Tennessee that just shut it down and kneecapped it right off the bat when cities were acting on their own. Um, El Paso made... Um, busting people for cannabis a very low priority and is just going to issue citations and the state government of texas is more or less falling back and allowing them to do it um and that's because there was a 2007 law that says that um cities can work to make certain things lower priorities so cities are sort of empowered to make a bit more of their own policies as opposed to Tennessee and, and Texas. You know, cities like Austin are making it a low, have made it a low priority and are continuing to do so. Um, you know, hopefully more cities in, in Texas take that initiative and hopefully they go even further and do what San Francisco did in 91 where they legalized medical marijuana. Like, in theory, what would stop a lot of these southern states or what a lot of these other red states from doing what San Francisco did and, and just legalize it on a municipal level? Like, let's say South Carolina, for example. Let's say that Greenville, let's say that Columbia, let's say that um, Aiken, let's say that uh, Myrtle Beach, let's say that uh charleston let's say that all those cities are like hey um our lawmakers are stuck on the reefer madness and um they're not going to act on medical marijuana anytime soon so all of all of us cities are going to act in concert we're going to do this all at the same time we're going to all act at the same time we're going to legalize growing possessing and dispensaries within our borders and we are going to and we're going to take that a step further we are going to accept so if we legalize it here in Colombia 
or we legalize it here in Charleston, Columbia is going to accept Charleston's medical marijuana cards. Charleston is going to accept Greenville's medical marijuana cards. Um, what other what other cities? Aiken is going to accept um, the medical marijuana cards from Myrtle Beach, and so on and so forth. And the surrounding suburbs of those cities can choose to opt into this too. If all of these cities within South Carolina or within any other state were to try to do this and act in concert, are the are the state troopers of those states or the state police of of, of, of the state police of South Carolina are they really going to have the bustle and the energy and the and the state resources to crack down on all all those cities doing that? Are they going to really be able to do that? Are they really going to have the manpower and ability to do that? Like let let's really think about it. I don't think they are. I don't think I don't think they are. You know, in the example that I just talked about with with this just the cities of Nashville and Memphis doing this, those were two cities. I and I mean, yeah, I mean those are two world-class cities, but I mean a state is going to feel much more empowered or they're going to feel like they can shut down the operations of two major cities in the state. But if Chattanooga were to join them if um, Murfreesboro were to join them if um, you know Knoxville were to join them if all if all the major cities in Tennessee and their suburbs were to do were to enact that measure and were to be much more persistent in in and in in, in in sort of fighting it I don't know maybe they would have been a different outcome I don't know but I do feel that all the cities and all these remaining states, I feel that they should all work in concert together to do this, to handle this problem. Because again, if just one city goes rogue, a, a, a state government will feel empowered to shut that down very, very quickly. But if all the cities were to do it, they it, it's a much they have much more of a, of a of a huge battle on their hands if they were to have to worry about that. Like. I mean, let's repeat that in, in, in North Carolina. Let's say, you know, Charlotte legalizes or makes the makes the prosecution of medical marijuana um, takes takes makes makes it it makes it legal for people to have it for medical purposes and people to cultivate for per medical purposes and makes gives people affirmative affirmative defense um, doctor certification so they can't get in trouble for having a doctor certification for marijuana and possessing marijuana for medical purposes. So let's say let's say um, Charlotte makes it legal. Let's say Raleigh makes it legal. Let's say uh, Asheville does so. Let's say Wake Forest does so. Let's say Winston-Salem does it. Let's, but all these city councils have to act in concert and they all have to legalize and make growing possessing affirmative defense and 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 dispensaries legal or heck i mean even if, if states want to take less of a risk and just say that growing and possessing and and caregivers are legal if they want to scale back i i, I feel that might, that might even be smarter if they were to do that 
And then if this experiment works, you make the dispensaries legal within all these cities. Like I said, all these cities can accept the other cities' cards and the other cities' doctor certification. So you have a sort of a statewide reciprocity. So if someone was visiting their family member in one city and then another major and then they have another cousin or they have an aunt they have their grandfather or their dad or their mom in another city in 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 that state they can go if they need to get medicine in that other city they can go and they can do that you you know what i mean or if they work in that or they work in the city but live in the suburb of that city, have their home there, they don't have to worry about being criminals traveling from the city and suburb. If the city and then the surrounding suburb follow suit. So this 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 is the self plan to legalize medical marijuana all over this country. It might we might have to just play locally while state governments are are, are keeping medical marijuana bills in committee while state governors are, are saying uh, that it's against family values or whatever, I'm not going to sign it. Or I'm only going to sign one that allows for pills and oils. Instead of playing that game, maybe we could play this game where we legalize it on a city level. And, you know, we we, we tell, we, we go behind the backs of our, of our state governments that are loath to want to make this reform. Maybe we just need to take this into our own hands and make this legal on a city and municipal level. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the legality of this would be. But I mean, there was a like I just read at the top of this podcast, there's already a blueprint to doing this. You know, this isn't this isn't uncharted territory. This this has been done before. This has been historically done before. And San Francisco was able to do that. Um, San Francisco legalized it five years before the, the entire state did it. This is a, a serviceable, if not excellent blueprint to follow. So, um, again, I mean, I hope this episode helped. Um, I hope this provides ideas, ideas to people in states where it feels that reform, even for just medical feels far away with their lawmakers dragging their feet with them with 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 my listeners um all over the country and world writing to their lawmakers in individual states and then these lawmakers thinking they know what's best for the population are, are sticking these bills in committee because oh this is a deadhead drug that they did in the 70s and 80s but now they're grown-ass adults that haven't done since the 70s and 80s they have kids they have grandkids um, they last did cannabis during a Grateful Dead concert in the early 1980s. And, um, you know, they haven't done since their, their 20s or 30s. And they just think of it as a deadhead drug. These, or they just think of it as a drug that people just use to play video games and do nothing productive. This is what, this is, this is the caliber of politicians we're dealing with all over the country. But we can act, we can act over the heads of these of, of these prohibitionists and we can we, we can use local control to our advantage um just as cities in a lot of states are able to pass sanctuary cities to keep illegal um or to keep um, undocumented immigrants safe or just as gun enthusiasts are able to pass laws to have sanctuary cities where gun control laws won't be enforced 
we can have sanctuary cities within various different states where medical marijuana prosecution won't be enforced and where people have affirmative defense to have certificates to use medical marijuana. So again, I mean, I really hope this helped. Um, I've been yelling at this microphone for almost 40 minutes, you know, in this panda hat. So I'm going to sort of leave you guys alone. Um, I'm going to end this episode here. Um, I hope you guys got a lot out of it. Um, as always, I can be found on various different platforms such as uh, Anchor FM, iTunes, Radio Public, Podbean, um, CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes, um, TuneIn Radio, uh, Podcast Attic, and other platforms like it. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And if you're in Northeast New England and you're in Eastern Massachusetts, especially, or, or um, Southern New Hampshire or Southern Maine, then you can get some great and inexpensive CBD flour delivered directly to your door very quickly. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash shop dot boston empire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.